This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. The most time-consuming part of a project sometimes is really before you even have a proposal. It's taking this idea, this concept, and turning it into an RFP with deliverables that are going to be useful to our industry. That's Kim Redden, the new Foundation Relations and Research Manager for the Water Quality Research Foundation, talking about the various projects underway at WQRF. And welcome to another edition of WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Find us at WQA.org, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is podcast number 75. We talked with Kim Redden about her new role, how the research projects and RFPs are moving ahead, and we look ahead to the upcoming WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference where you'll have an opportunity to donate to WQRF. We'll also get a regulatory update from Kathleen Foltz, and later I'll have this week's WQA tip. Now on to my conversation with Kim Redden on WQA Radio. Well, Kim, thank you for joining us on WQA Radio. Nice to have you in the studio, and nice to have you back at WQA. Uh, Thank you, Wes. It is great to be back. Well, when I say back, of course, uh, you were employed at WQA before you took on this new role with the Water Quality Research Foundation. So step us back a bit. Remind us who you used to be (laughs) and, and more about your title now. So I started with the organization as the Technical and Regulatory Affairs Coordinator. So that was back in 2013. Spent a couple years doing that. Um, Kathleen Foltz came on board and really took over the regulatory responsibilities there. Um, And that's really when I started working on WQRF research projects more and more. Um, and then essentially carried those projects with me when I moved into the professional certification and training department, spent a few years there um, as a kind of a trainer and advisor for, um, for that program. Um, still maintained on the side, about 30% of my time was always working for WQRF uh, projects. All right, and now you're back as the Foundation Relations and Research Manager for WQRF. And again, just in case somebody's not aware, WQRF is the research foundation, the research arm of the industry. And it has a number of projects underway, which we'll talk about as we go forward in the discussion here. But basically, what are you responsible for doing? Um, So Kayla Harriet is the research project leader. So she's taking over the types of things that I was doing before as far as project management goes, um, working with the task forces that do the peer review, working with the researchers and getting everything they need. Um, So she's been doing all of that. 
Um, and I have now been taking over the more business operations and fundraising side of things. So that has all been very, very new. Um, and we've been very busy getting prepared for an upcoming board meeting that we have in July. Um, I don't know if everybody knows, but our board has expanded. There's been some changes there. Um, so we do have some at-large members now. So I'm really excited for that board meeting, um, but it's been very busy getting prepared for it and getting up to speed on everything. So yeah, it's been busy. All right, and I mentioned the projects, and you talked about Kayla being involved in managing the projects. Let's talk about some of these projects, what currently people can expect to hear more about in the coming months. So currently, um, one thing that I want to mention that's very exciting for me and the industry is that um, for our cost-benefit studies, this was a uh, cost-benefit of point-of-use devices, um, Dr. Kelly Reynolds has been working on getting this published in a peer-reviewed journal. So I really wanted to mention that because it's super exciting to have our research now go through the rigor of a peer-reviewed journal. Um, so that is still in process, um, but once that publication comes out, we'll definitely be making sure all of our members are aware of it um, and, and read it. I'm excited for that. Um, so as the peer review process uh, continues, we are working on the communication side of things um, for that project, trying to get um, materials prepared for the industry to use on that specific study. Uh, and then we also have the benchmarking study. Um, so this has been ongoing. We heard an update at convention this year. Um, this is developing that repeatable protocol for evidence regarding the performance of scale prevention technologies, um, whether it's reducing scale buildup on heating elements or um, sh uh, on shower doors or other water using appliances. There's a soap test involved as well. So that is still ongoing. The mechanical test setup part has been validated. Um, so now they're, they're on phase two, which is working on validating sort of the operating procedures. Um, so we should have a, a progress report on that in August that the task force will peer review. Um, and so that is still moving forward smoothly, which is great. Um, and then our 2017 uh, grant program is, is ongoing as well, um, so it's uh, going through peer review process with the progress reports there. Um, and then there will be a new grant program for 2018. Correct, yes. So we, our task force is in their final kind of phase of selecting the proposal that will then be recommended to the WQRF board for funding. Um, so that recommendation will be happening in the next couple months and uh, ideally the project would start before the end of the year for the 2018 grant. And that's exciting because this, with 2017 and now 2018, is an opportunity for WQRF to be involved in actually funding research that is research that we're not doing but that an outside mm -hmm. researcher would, would actually take on. Yeah, there's a couple different ways we we fund projects or, or start the process to get to that point of a funding recommendation to the board. One of them is with our research advisory committee, we have this long standing list of project concepts that they year over year prioritize, look for new opportunities. We do um, surveys to all membership to collect new ideas. Um, and then that RFP is a very specific 
concept. Um, so that's one way we do things. Through the grant program and how this is different is we take our research agenda, which are these broad categories of research ideas, and we issue one or two of them through the RFP to the researchers. So we give them a lot broader scope that they could go after as long as it you know, fits the research agenda category. Um, so we are seeing um, a variety of different proposals come back to us and that what makes the selection process a little challenging there. Um, but yes, it is a different, unique process in that and that we're letting the researchers come to us with their ideas as long as it re re fits that um, research agenda category. Right, and we're keeping track of these projects and others on the website, wqrf.org, and that is where you can find out more about WQRF and about the projects, about past projects and past research and other things, including opportunities to contribute, uh, donate. I know, for example, there'll be some really uh, great opportunities for contributing to WQRF at the upcoming Mid-Year Leadership Conference. So yes, so for anyone who hasn't uh, attended our Mid-Year Leadership Conference, we do a golf outing every year. Um, this year it's going to be Thursday, uh, September 13th. Um, it's going to be at the George Fazio Golf Course. It looks like a beautiful course, and I've heard um, that the last four holes are the most challenging on the course, so that'll be fun for our, um, our golfers out there. Um, Congruent to the golf outing, there's always another event that we hold for the non-golfers. So this year, it's going to be um, the scenic nature cruise. Um, we're expecting to see dolphins and other wildlife on that cruise. So um, that looks like a really enjoyable, um, relaxing afternoon there. Um, and then, of course, every the last night of the event is our benefit uh, banquet dinner. Um, this year, it's going to include a fun oyster roast during the, the networking reception right before the dinner, which will be neat. And then the venue itself sounds beautiful. It overlooks the water. It's right on the beach. Um, so that's just going to be a beautiful uh, dinner. And the resort just looks amazing. And I would really recommend uh, everybody go look at the website. Um, if you can, stay the weekend, enjoy the beach and the pool, um, and, and stay to have dinner with us Friday night. Um, it's at the Omni Hilton Head Oceanfront Resort yeah. in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I think it's going to be great. And I know, as you had mentioned, for anybody who's attended, it's, uh, it's a highlight of the year. Mm -hmm. And we're certainly looking for all key volunteers within WQA and WQRF to be there. Uh, those people who are involved in committees and task forces and board positions, it's a great opportunity for them to plug in. Let us know what their concerns are, contribute their expertise, give us new ideas as you had talked about earlier with uh, respect to some of these research projects that they don't come out of you know thin air mm -hmm. uh, we hear about concerns and questions and all of that and it comes from people who are getting together at places like the mid-year leadership conference and so uh, the easiest thing to do by the way if you're listening to this and you want to just do a quick uh, get a quick overview go to go.wqa.org mylc go.wqa.org slash mylc 
you'll see more information about the uh, the entire event. So maybe we can wrap this up, Kim, with uh, a look kind of past mid-year, going into 2019 and the 2019 convention. How will you be prioritizing your schedule and activities and research? So a big priority for Kayla and I this year is really working on our pipeline of research. What a lot of people don't really realize until they volunteer in our task forces is that the most time consuming part of a project sometimes is really before you even have a proposal. It's taking this idea, this concept, and turning it into an RFP with deliverables that are gonna be useful to our industry. And then it's reviewing proposals. Let How do we communicate if they're way off base um, or how do we hone them in um, if they're just not quite on target of what we're looking for? It's a lot of back and forth conversations, a lot of peer review and input from our task force members. So looking at our pipeline for going into next year, um, we're gonna have four to five brand new projects. Um, which means they'll be somewhere in that RFP development and proposal selection process. So convention is gonna be super busy with research updates for our ongoing projects that I talked about earlier, and then meetings for all of our task forces on our new projects. That sounds exciting. Yeah, definitely um, reach out to us if you have never volunteered on a WQRF project task force before, and you're interested in learning more about what that entails. I cannot say it enough, you get the most out of your research um, when you're involved in it from the beginning. When you're close to the project and you you see it from beginning to end, um, you really get the most out of this research. Well, Kim, thank you very much. This this, uh, This was a great overview of WQRF and already with just a few weeks under your belt, um, I can see you're, you hit the ground running. So I'm definitely trying to, yeah. That's great. Kim Redden, Foundation Relations and Research Manager for the Water Quality Research Foundation. Thanks so much. Thank you, Wes. This is Kathleen Fultz, WQA's Regulatory and Garment Affairs Manager with your Regulatory Update. Last time, I highlighted Louisiana House Bill 633, focusing on lead and drinking water. Today, I wanted to bring up New Jersey Assembly Bill 2420. This legislation was introduced in the Assembly in February of 2018 and will require water suppliers to reimburse residential customers for drinking water testing. This bill has been further amended in May to include the reimbursement of the cost of a water filter certified to remove lead and the cost of installation. On WQA.org, residents can find water treatment providers in their area and certified products to address their water quality needs, including certified treatment for lead in drinking water. WQA has also published news releases and toolkits on lead in drinking water, available for members online. If you are interested in learning more about bills in your state, visit WQA.org Government Affairs webpage and click on the latest monthly bills list. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. This week's WQA tip. If you're a WQA member, you need to check out the Member Resource Center, where you can find a variety of guides, fact sheets, and publications, all geared around helping you and your customers understand water and water treatment. Just click on the Resources tab at the top of our website, wqa.org. 
Also, in my conversation with Kim, I mentioned the Mid-Year Leadership Conference involves volunteers on committees and boards, which is true, but it's for anyone interested in networking and learning more about WQA. You owe it to yourself to check it out. Learn more at go.wqa.org slash M-Y-L-C. That's go.wqa.org slash M-Y-L-C. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at wqa.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.